What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Derek D. Wild, man. We do episode of Detroit Chess Killer Podcast today. I got uh, a special, special, special guest on here, Mr. Lee Chess Twenty Nine Hundred itself. Introduce yourself. What's up, Derek? Okay, Steve. Yes, the legend himself, Farmville, as uh, we call him in the NBL arena. Uh, if you listen to this podcast before, we like to start off and ask everybody, how did you get introduced to the game of chess? Yeah, my, my dad taught me how to play when I was four years old, and he also taught my brother, who's about two and a half years older than me. Um, he made it to, like, 1800, and my dad was probably on, like, 1500 level when he was teaching us. Um, and uh, I played my first tournament when I was nine years old, in like 2001. And I had, like, a starting rating of, like, 1300-ish. And then uh, when, I, when I got to high school, I, was, I made it to 2200, but... It was, it was like a big jump, like 15 or 1600 at like the beginning of high school to like uh, 22 by the end of high school. So um, my, my, my grandpa also uh, was like 1600 USCF and was visiting us, playing with us as kids and stuff. So pretty much you came from a chess family, right? Yeah, like my brother, or like, like the, the males for sure. All, all the females kind of despised it more, <laughs> more than anything. Okay, I got a question. Since you, um, you kind of lead me on to bring into this question. You said you went from sixteen hundred to twenty two hundred in high school. Yeah, yeah. What do you think for the people that's listening that's under two thousand? Uh, really help you get that? I mean, what helped you take that jump? Because that's like six hundred points. Um, so I, I basically like went through like every tactic like ever or something like that that's that was like the big thing so i, I was like definitely like 2400 level tactics you know uh before i made master so I, I i went through like every tactic i could ever find like training bot first on the icc went through like those 3000 problems like two or three times the chess tactics art uh, program uh did all the stuff on chess.com which was you know really not that great of problems relatively because it's computer generated i even like helped chess.com with uh, with creating the tactics and stuff like picking and choosing um the computer generated ones then uh finding like only one solution out of them and then submitting them and stuff so you're saying tactics and the under 2000 world tactics is the key so you can get to 2000 yeah, just off but tactics. um you also have to play like thousands of blitz games like you got you got to set set apart like uh, like 50 blitz games a day and, and then go over like each each one of like at least the the ones where you're you're lacking in theory and stuff so I also studied like mountains of theory um, right before I made master so but, but I had like a good basis like I had a response for everything and then I had like the uh, the understanding like that the grandmasters had in those games where they played their theory and I you know was taking a look deeply into their ideas and, and uh, mimicking them in my own games like okay so King's Indian stuff is, is black and uh, C3 Sicilian is, is white okay so let me get this right you said a lot of tactics playing a lot of blitz games and going over them help you yeah, improve your game database like before Lee Chess there was chess base but since I was like kind of poor I couldn't afford chess base so I, I just used, there's like a Shredder online free database that I would always use, um, like, uh, from tournament to tournament, so just just to, like, prep up on all the the statistics with the, um, uh, like, win percentages and stuff. So I would base a lot of my games, like, on other people's win percentages and then figure out, like, how they won. Okay. Okay. Now, if I'm familiar with you, went to Texas Tech to play chess? Yep, I, I got uh, so that was so that was after I became master and FIDE master, um, and yes, yeah, as, as, as soon as I actually, I think I was still national master and I became FIDE master like within like a month when I went to Texas, um, but yeah, I was I was around twenty three hundred and uh, they got they gave me a full ride uh, tuition scholarship um, there and I got free free coaching for like two or three times a week um, up to like three or four hours every week with GM ownership for four years so that's that was a lot of a lot of coaching okay could you talk about like your Texas Tech 
experience and you uh becoming a fide master like tell me like uh during that phase of your life uh how chess was going for you how did them training sessions go let the people know you know what was going on with steve during that time and how you know break down how does playing college chess work yeah so i was i was kind of a wild individual like with my chess like before i went to texas tech i really like had to transform into this positional solid guru with uh ownership and his coaching and stuff because he would get on me for like stuff i would do that was like untamed and stuff and he'd be like man if you were playing a gm they would just smash you by doing this but since you're you know playing all these weird risky stuff that you know probably doesn't work that you know you just got lucky in all these games basically or something so um so ownership like sat me down and just like always like got on me like showed me like the principled way of doing things he worked with Karpov for a long time like Alex Ownership was a, a second for Anatoly Karpov the world champion and he got to play with Magnus Carlsen and like championships and stuff like Ownership made it to 2700 feet and stuff so he's he's, the, he's always been in the top 100 for like 20 years or something um but so enough about him but like uh um so for getting Fide Master, I just played probably like uh, like 50 tournaments like um, around the time I was like master or something. And I think I think I just had to play like a couple Fide tournaments. I started out like with, with a 2120, like a 2180 USCF. I mean a Fide, sorry. Um, so get starting out with like a high Fide is like really crucial to like making FM quickly. So if you, if you don't play any FIDE tournaments and just play USCF till you're master, that would be the I, I, ideal way to go. And then when you're when you're finally like expert master, like play your first FIDE tournament. So you try to get like the highest FIDE you can possibly get. Because I started at like almost 2200. And then what about if you got a, a provisional FIDE? Yeah. Yeah. So you wanna you wanna wait to play FIDE for sure to get the highest. Hmm. And okay. um. Yeah, and uh, and then uh, I, I made it to like twenty three forty ish fee day by like um, by like two thousand fourteen or something, and uh, and then I also took a trip to Dubai. I had a, a fiance at the time, or uh, she wasn't fiance until I got there and stuff. But um, she she lived in uh, the United Arab Emirates, and uh, I got to you know see Dubai go be there for like two months actually and I, I played the world blitz and rapid championship um, which was a pretty nice experience got to meet Nakamura again in person and uh Roman Carlson got pictures with all of them this year now and uh my favorite player at the time was Morozovic uh so I had a picture with him too and stuff I, I got to play Carwana in, in the in the blitz and rapid and it was, it was a draw uh Mm. And okay. Go ahead. Van, oh, sorry. I, I beat Luke Van Willy, which was my highest uh, rating achievement in the C3 Sicilian. And like, I made a made a YouTube video on it and stuff too. Mm. Check that out. Yeah, I think you sent me that before, right? Yeah, yeah. I think Luke Van Willy's game was in there, right? But it was kind of brief. But it, the focus was actually on my first GM I beat, which was uh, Shock Ray. Okay, let's let's get into it. Let's talk about this twenty nine hundred bullet rating and you versus Andrew Tang. Let's get into it. Yeah, I'm ready to you know de- dethrone his thirty two hundred. I'm, I'm I'm expecting the first game actually to knock him under thirty two. Okay, let let let's let's talk about it. Like you kind of developed this mystique. And our chess community, folks don't know you, it's like uh, a blitz or bullet. Uh, I'll just say your grandmaster strength and like bullet and blitz. You agree? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like for sure in bullet, and then like in blitz, definitely. I mean, like you can you can take the worst GM, and then so the, so I never like to say like GM strength or something because. Uh, it's all relative because I've seen GMs have like 2,000 rated blitz and bold and stuff and then like up to, up to you know Nakamura 33 or something so 
and then I've seen like FMs like you know 2800 whatever it, it just it's all relative on like uh, speed and, and uh, tactics and you know the vision that goes with that and and maybe a Wi-Fi and good mouse actually <laughs> those, those are the, the factors Okay, see, now I'm new to this. What do you mean? Because I'm in the chat with you. What is this thing about a good mouse? Let me know what I'm doing wrong. Explain to me what is a good mouse when you're playing bullet tennis. Um, one that is relatively, you know, uh, like the sensor is, is really good. And you can, I mean, sensitivity is like a little bit high. And then you, have, and you can adapt to it. So it also takes like a lot of skills and stuff. Like I've, I've always kind of... Uh, had like a mouse in my life or something where I've been able to do things quickly. Um, so maybe people who just haven't been that well skilled with it too is is, uh, is important. So if you if you're trained on it for like more than three years, it kind of just becomes like a habit, so you can get used to it. So with with Penguin, uh, he he definitely has like a good mouse, and he's been adapted to it for like over a year, I'm guessing, and. He's also young, so, like, it's easier to, like, have the energy to, like, move it quickly and stuff, too. And, uh, yeah, but, um, I still think he's lacking experience and stuff, and I I have, like, you know, over 10 years of, like, online experience with flagging people and stuff, so, um, I've I've played Andrew quite quite a lot, and I've, I've, like, had, like, almost, like, every winning position like imaginable and the time the, the only times he's been beating me and he's been beating me a lot for this like this, these only reasons is because of the mouse and the connection so the, the wi-fi uh he he definitely has a really good wi-fi and that helps him on lead chess in order to make moves without losing time so for me like if you have a ping that's like uh 200 or something let's just take 200 because that's like a normal thing i think Maybe like 150 is like a little bit more normal or something. Um, so 200 means 200 millisecond. So you take a millisecond and times 200. That's that's 0.2 uh, in terms of um, in terms of lag. So 0.2 seconds. Um, so what 0.2 seconds of lag would be would be that. Uh, that, that's like the time where it takes for it to register on on their network there but that that time i think there's like a grace period or something where you still get to make a pre-move that doesn't lose time even with that but um it, it lowers it like a little bit so it's it's at some point it might not always make uh the the free no time loss of pre-move so for the connection to be like around 100 or something or less, like what Penguin has, means like he'll he'll always be able to have it no matter what. You now like there will never be like uh, lag because of that little grace period. I think with each of us. Okay, let, let me get this understand. You're saying that you can beat Penguin and Bullet with a good Wi-Fi connection and a good mouse online, right? That's what you're saying, or you can give him a good match. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I'm saying I, I could beat him like quite quite a bit, and I wouldn't be getting flagged like uh, a lot of other times because of that. So, I mean, if you, if you can make pre moves without losing time while someone else is making pre moves and losing time, then then the person who's not losing time is always going to win. Like I'm so you're just saying on lead chess, not over the board face to face bullet, right? I mean, I think I could beat him over the board too. I mean, it, it's it's always going to be a fair fight, you know. Like where where there's a fair fight, I think I have the chances. So right now, it hasn't been so much of a fair fight with the the mouse, and you know, right right now my mouse has like a slight clicking problem that's always cost me like two or three seconds. So. Okay, so let me get this right. Let me get this right because you, you know I get I get a pretty amount of views and lists and plays on this. You're saying not only on lead chess. But over the board face to face bullet, you can pony stomp on Andrew Tang. I, I've never played him over the board, but I mean, I'm pretty fast. Like, you know, I, I don't lose on time when it comes to, you know, one minute straight up, but I, I give people odds like five to one, three to one at a time. I'm sure he does okay. too. Okay, okay. Now I'm finna throw out some names to you. To you. <clears throat> you and Yakov then threw around a lot. 
what is your opinion of Yako? Um, so online, he's he's pretty good mouse too. It's kind of similar where, you know, he's the only times he's beat me has been like on time where I've had like lag issue or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, but we I've beat him quite a bit online too, like many times. And uh, over the board, I think we're like tied score. Um, we played a blitz tournament last time. It was one to one. In classical chess, he's he's beat me once though, so he's he's one zero in classical. But uh, I was black and it was it was a hard uh, weird game and stuff. So now, didn't you beat Yakov at the World Open Blitz tournament at the World Open? Yep, I beat him once. Um, one out of two games, actually uh, got him on an illegal move, and then he was flopping me on a different game. But it was five zero straight up, so. Uh, it might have favored him a little bit with uh, like the time control being able to be used to it more like over the board because a lot of times I've played 3 plus 2 over the board and not really 5 5 that much okay because like you said when we start talking about Blitz especially with the Blitz arena uh, your name get through around Yakov name get through around Gopar name get through around y'all like the elite so what do you think you stand out of all these people do you think you're Hey, I'm Money Mayweather, and y'all under me. Tell me where do you stand? Do you feel like you're the best bullet player in the NBL in the United I States? Have, I would say we don't need to like really like do matches and stuff. Like as far as like playing against other people, I have scored I think better. Like fi- finally, like initially I wasn't really because I wasn't caring as much and stuff. But um, and then there's other issues that uh, I was just playing my phone a lot too. Um, but yeah, like I, I think the majority of the times I've lost to Yakov has only, only been on my phone, and then he's been flagging me with his mouse. So that that was like the only, and he's he's really fast with the mouse and stuff. So like when it comes down to it, he's like down a piece, down a rook. If I had a mouse, then it would be a win for me. If he has a mouse. It's, it's like, now, I just saw Yakov beat Nakamura on chess. Nakamura, Nakamura on chess.com. Now three minutes now. You know what I'm saying? I beat, I beat Nakamura uh, four out of seven. Or send me the game. Of, send me the I, game. I beat him three out of five in, in a match. And then he went on Facebook, blocked me, after sending a nasty message saying, like, uh, only playing for a draw, learn how to play chess. Or only, only playing for a draw. Because I, I repeated twice, but I didn't repeat the third time. I knew that it would piss him off if I just did, like, one repeat. So he didn't want to do the second repeat. He he made a bad move, and then I I capitalized obviously. So I, I think I did that like two or three times against Nakamura. And gets him every time where I get a better position. Even Send even me that game. But there there was there was like uh, three games I won in a row. Okay, so also man, you take a lot of back backlash. You know why are you getting blocked and all these other folks? And tell me and tell the world why you don't have a chess.com profile. Uh okay. So keep I'll it start. real. Yeah yeah. All right, so with Nakamura blocking me, that, that was just his emotions and stuff. He, he blocked John Salisbury over some conservative post he made or something like that. <laughs> but um, so John John's made it fine in the NBA. So with Chess.com, um, okay, so I, I used to have like a pretty dirty mouth in terms of like cussing people out or something, and you know trying to like defend myself and it, it was just my kind of ways of communicating it, it wasn't like anything directly like related to actual meanings of words or anything so I would be pe- calling people like the B word you know I don't know if I'm allowed to say it on your podcast yeah man you're calling people bitches and hoes I do it all the time so it ain't, that ain't no problem mm-hmm. yeah and uh, I, I kind of you know was I, I wasn't really a Christian at the time so I mean I kind of fell away from faith and stuff and around that time and uh, I was getting angry a lot more and whatnot so um, so I felt like the world was kind of against me at some point and uh, so I I was a moderator on the channel of Alexandra Botez mm-hmm. um, who's like a very close who's a very close friend in, in Oregon and stuff and I'm close with her family and uh, she had me as a moderator then I, I was, you know, we, we, we've been playing like lots of different matches and stuff together to help promote her channel and whatnot. And uh, then all of a sudden, 
this 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 uh, other moderator she had was Chess Bay ninety four. I'm sure you're familiar with that name. No. Well, she's all over Twitch. Like she's like a, a queen of the Twitch world, and mm-hmm. she she was always PMing me like in Discord and stuff, and like saying how she didn't like me or something like that. And if I cross her, then she's gonna you know uh, get rid of me permanently or whatever. I don't know. But I was coming up in the Twitch world, you know, like very high, like thousand followers. I had like 10 subs finally and it uh, got like all these cool emotes and everything mm-hmm. and uh, I still had like a tiny raging problem so when I was losing like barely I would be like fuck just like yelling or something and uh <clears throat> so she, she didn't like that at all about me but besides that she didn't like uh I don't know so y'all was dating each other man. Master. that's all it was y'all was kicking it with each other you was dating no, both I- of them one got mad <laughs> that's what happened man <laughs> no, I, I, you weren't trying I, to talk to them girls. Well, a little bit, but no, I mean, <laughs> like, uh, I, I knew that Chess Bay was like some middle-aged like uh, woman who like divorced like three or four people and got like tons of money from it. And while she was donating, donating all of it to Twitch with Chess stuff. So, um, but yeah, like uh, with with Alexandra, I did have a huge crush on her and stuff. Like, I, I admitted it to her as well. And then, yeah, so so like you said, your feelings, y'all y'all got to y'all feelings, and then y'all got chest beat, and that's what happened to your chest.com. Uh, well, um, so uh, after she after she like timed me out, so that that was the thing that was like that took me off was like you know this moderating business. Like I, I, I'm a moderator, but like I'm not going to use any of the powers. I thought it was just a, a fun little you know thing to add to my Twitch uh, like. Uh, viewer name or whatever like it just comes out on the side like a little hammer or something so mm-hmm. um so I'm a moderator then she mods me as a moderator then unmods me after she times me out or something so she, she put me in a little timeout because I asked her twice like do you want to match uh match of three or something but best of best of five or something like that and she didn't respond but I see her like responding to every every single twitch user but me and then I'm like, uh, so I asked again, like, best of five or something. Because I'm trying to, like, she's not doing anything with chess or something. I'm trying to, like, get her to play me or someone good to help promote the, the game. And then she times me out. She's like, oh, okay, I think I need to time someone else. <laughs> I'm like, what? So I, I called her, like, uh, an attention whore or something on on Skype. But but first, I, I, I can't remember how I said she's a bitch, but I was, I was like, Man, that, that was a that was a bitch. I, I can't remember exactly, but um, so Steve, that, it sounds Steve, it sounds like you and her was dating. You know what I'm saying? No, this 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 seems like you got dates. So like, at the time she was in college and stuff, I'm sure she was dating like all sorts of guys and stuff. So, and I, I had like a online girlfriend too. And stuff, so, so you let your feelings mess up a good thing on Chess.com, man. So I know I wasn't that I, I so when I said that she at the time I was getting uh, an affiliation and partnership with Chess.com with Danny okay. Wrench, and so Wrench like got a complaint from Botez that I that I called her that, and then that and then he was trying to say it was like cyberbullying because I messaged her on Skype saying you're attention whore, and then or mm-hmm. I said like you're more of an attention whore than her friend's female dog because <laughs> that dog is like all over me like all the time. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I I knew that she would get the comparison, and uh, so her and Chess Bay, the one that hates me already, like were like, oh, let's take him down. See, now's the time. And then they they went to wrench, and then and then wrench just like turned on me. It was like, uh, he was saying like, I need to review your channel. Why 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 isn't your vods like posted? I'm like, dude, it was already posted, and you said you checked it out or something. So. He kept like, well, you're, you're just like, you need to, you need to keep reviewing you. you need I'm like, okay. Everybody else is getting their stuff, and like, Twitch is popping. Like, you guys promised me all this stuff, and then it's still not happening over like weeks and weeks. And I just like kept like emailing them, like, come on, come on, come on. And then, like, obviously, you guys are just ducking me. And then, and then he, uh, he reveals, like, okay, now we're, we're doing like this lawsuit or something against you if, because you're trying to dethrone chess.com because. I was doing like, I was posting a lot of stuff on Facebook, like chess.com has been ducking me. And I, I challenged Wrench to a death match as well, because I'm like, man, 
your commentary sucks and stuff. Like, why don't we actually just like play play a match instead of you know, hiding behind your bullshit commentary? I didn't say like that, but I said like, oh, so he tried to sue you and suit up with the lawyers and judges, huh? Well, he was trying. He, he tried to like, you know, take the protest stuff as like cyberbullying, and then since there was something with the like a, a fad in like the CIA with like cyberbullying something, like, oh yeah, we can press on with that. And then, so he said, okay, if you apologize and, like, and say that you were wrong about, like, stuff you did, and then we'll give you a year probation, because he banned me, like, on Just.com when I called her the the bitch or something, like, and then the protest league, which is what I was doing at the time. I'm like, dude, first of all, it wasn't on, it wasn't on Just.com. You're trying to use the community guidelines for, like, calling people bad work on Just.com, and then than doing it from a different entity, which is Twitch. So that that was already right there, like uh, completely not relevant to Chess.com. So you can't do that. And but he just you know does whatever he wants and stuff and gets away with it. So, so he, ba- go ahead, you might so you basically saying like Wrench is a dictator. That's what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. And, and he, he he's kind of a what's the word? Uh, uh, douche. <laughs> okay. Because you know the girls. When at, when it went to him and he became uh, their bitch, so that's that's what happened. So you can, you know, so you can, you can't play on Chess.com no more. Uh, um, so I mean, I, I play still, but like I, I've been, I, I've had like five accounts like banned, and somehow I think they like, like there's no way they actually knew it was me like these other times, but uh, I think they like found like my my openings or something that I play. And like mm-hmm. set set it aside as like okay we need to monitor these openings like to, all together in order to, to find out who, or or it's the IP thing which um you know I I've been doing IP hider and stuff but like sometimes I, I just like you know I play without it but I, I mean if they're really just trying to track my IP like all the time just to track me down just to, you know delete one account I mean screw them like how pathetic is that just for one person who was banned on the account of calling someone a bitch on Twitch that wasn't even on chess.com. <laughs> like, and, and I'm, I'm a lead player. Like, dude, I, I want, like, good games and stuff. So when I try to play Nakamura in the Arena Kings and stuff, like, I expect to, you know, be able to play him and stuff too, like everybody else, if I play good good enough. So that I've been still playing Nakamura and stuff, getting my games in with him. But I'm not telling you the account or anything. But, I mean, I, I've been, you know, block, I've been... Uh, my accounts have been deleted like tons. I, I want to play Chess Boss too. Like Eric Hansen and Amon Hamilton are kind of okay players, so I like to play them in Bullet and Blitz and stuff. And they don't play on the chess anymore. So okay, let me ask you a question. So you you gonna have this like Urban Legend online GM status? What about over the board? Do you see yourself becoming an international master GM? What is your over the board goals? Uh. You know, I've I've actually really wanted to boycott classical chess. That, that's that's my feelings, and like has been for like a year or two, because uh, it's so boring. Like I've had to like sit through like hours and hours of just waiting, waiting, waiting for my opponent's next move, and then you know they finally find like you know the best move or something. But and I, I'm still beating them like all the time, and then it comes down to like if I win, then we just wasted like five hours. Like just like I don't know, just like. Uh, and it's easier for people to draw when they have so much time to too, if they can find all the weapons all the time. It, it's 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 not a game for me really. I think like, and the reason why I wanted to really boycott it is because of the general world and like how they might see chess as like such a time waster in terms of like viewership. Because there's only like only other tournament people will actually like watch, be a spectator to tournament games really. Like because of the time uh, consumption and like commitment, so like if you want to reach out to like all the world, you need to be doing like Facebook Live, Twitch, um, YouTube streams, and like getting them into like Bullet and Blitz, because then everyone sees like you know how fun it is and how you know they don't even have to like they can just tune in for like two or three minutes and then between jobs or whatever and be cool with it you know instead of like having to like actually travel to a tournament 
uh, and watch these guys like duke it out for like four or five hours. Like it's it's, it's not it's not appealing to like to anyone really, not even me. Like I I I, don't, I, I wouldn't watch possible chess. Like it would kill me. So, so you the type you one of the people that believe when uh, Magnus played Fabiano, it was just boring till they got to the blitz and rapid. I didn't even watch like you know the the blitz and the rapid. <laughs> I just looked for the results honestly. <laughs> I mean the their their rapid and stuff was like even probably too slow for me. But you know Magnus plays on um, chess twenty four and stuff. Sometimes I watch like his blitz banters and that's fun. Like three plus zero. I'll watch him. I'll watch him do that at least. So all that talent you got, you have no goals to become an international master, maybe GM. I actually like threw like tons of classical games on purpose, like and I and it was it was an initial it was kind of like spurned from like losing like a tilting game by like uh I don't know like it was time pressure and stuff too like even even in the long time controls you still get time pressure because uh you know your opponents are, are thinking so long and there's a 40 move time control so you have to like use your time and stuff too to beat them so I even. Uh, yeah, I remember like losing games because of that and stuff too. Which was uh, like I'm I'm always having like such a good game, like you know I have out, out playing them for like 20, 30 moves, and then it doesn't even matter, like because there's they're still like holding on by a thread, and then in that thread like I just can't like finish them with with, with the amount of time they're using all the time, and then I, I get lazy and stuff because I'm tired of like them just like holding on so long and I just like give up and give them a draw or, or lose. Or Okay, let me ask you a question. If you were like to pursue it and get back into it, how far do you think you could go? Do you think you would make GM? I, I definitely don't think I would be able to make it in the U.S. And then so, but unless I had like tons and tons of money. But the for the first thing would be like obviously the resources. So if if I even have like ten grand, I would say I would be able to make I am for sure. Um, if I went to if I went to uh, like Hungary, did the monthly first month stuff and then simultaneously did stuff in like Spain and other parts of Europe I would definitely be able to make GM or I am and then GM um, but it would be like a course of like 5-10 years with spending like insane amount of money and uh, and actually living there because that's where, that's where all the FIDE tournaments are happening that's where all the FIDE, FIDE rating is and and uh, under and overrated you know relative to the US and stuff because Everybody in the U.S. Everybody knows is underrated compared to the rest of the world. Like, there's just not not enough rating and stuff. Because when you when you are in the smaller community and stuff, where everyone kind of has like a master rating, like IMGN, like, and you're just playing against them, then there's tons and tons of rating, and uh, it's super easy to, to gain points. So you just like you get you get thrown into like if you're if you're the boss. Yeah, so Steve, you, you we had before we had them problems. You talk about going over to Europe and what it would take to make I am and stuff. Yo, yeah. So, um, so uh, I would I would probably like start out like in Hungary or something. Maybe I would either live there and like commute with like a friend or something who lives down there, and uh, you know get set up with uh, a place and and then I would commute like through either public transportation or something, maybe buy a car or whatever, if I, if I had, like, uh, a good starting, you know, point with funds and stuff, then I would definitely travel there to become an IM, and, because they have, they have all the right tournaments there, like, they have the nine-round V-Day uh, norm tournaments, like, um, like, every week and stuff, like, somewhere, so I would be going, like, from one, one to the next, so I would, I would make it a goal, like, gain like 100 or 200 points uh and then get like you know all the norms and stuff while i'm there um first for i am or something mm-hmm. it'll, pro- it'll probably take like up to like six months i would imagine um depending on how many tournaments i played and how many points i accumulated but um <clears throat> it would definitely be like super easy relatively because in the u.s sorry my, my voice is cracking a little bit <clears throat> yeah but like relative to the u.s like you have to you have to pay like you know thousands of dollars to stay in hotels and stuff and like travel plane tickets food and uh 
the entry fees are like huge and stuff too and a lot of times these aren't even like norm tournaments they're just like open tournaments where they allow like norms and stuff too. so that's even harder than a norm actual like norm tournament with 10 people and nine rounds so, where they select, select the right people to, to make a norm so what you tell me you have like no ambition of just playing overboard you just online chess legend chess killer huh? I mean it's it's mainly because of the money and stuff like if I if I had the money then I would go to Europe and do it like that that's what that's what everyone says they do I mean everybody who has a title knows that you like have to go there like everyone who's told me that they had a title like dude you can't be in the US and it's like no, no I agree on my other podcast Yolanda Forrest told me if I went to Europe I'd be a FIDE master I would, I would agree like most most everyone which they're, they're all and, you know all the FIDE ratings outside because I've seen I've seen like the, the um like tons of rating like I, I 27 26 2500s all of them and they're playing like all these tournaments and stuff in you know Russia or Spain or other parts of Europe like everywhere it's like they're representing all their countries and you see like a pool of like tons and tons of rain. Like, man, you know, none of those names are familiar, but I mean, I bet I could beat every single one of them. I'm thinking <laughs> and like, uh, like, you, you know, you go to the U S and like, you know, all these guys are, are like, you know, renowned, like, you know, at the, you know, they, they didn't get their rating here. I'm telling you, they, they came here after. <laughs> to us. Okay, I'm finna I'm finna play a game and I'm gonna throw out some names of people that's playing in the uh bullet arena. Okay, let's start with uh very weak seventeen hundred, my homeboy Jeff, my teammate on the Detroit Sharks. What you think yeah. about the game? I think you should stick to checkers or something or poker, because I mean the way the you know, twenty four hundred leech us, I'm thinking. <laughs> Oh wait, no, he's on your team. My bad. I, that, that's no. Um, could adopt him. Honestly, running like a chicken ever since. Every time I ask him for a match, he's like, "Man, I got a lesson here. I got a girl to be with." <laughs> you, you, you just, you know, you got time to adopt all these other people, but when it comes to actually, this master adopter doesn't doesn't really want to get adopted. I think. Yeah. I think we've we we've played. I think I've already adopted him, honestly. So he's very skilled. He knows he knows a lot of like relative and like he has the time. I, I know like not the only, the number one way to beat him is you know by playing slow at that point and then just like go ham out and flag him like with whatever I want. So I've done that like almost every time and like it always, I don't even have to like, so I, I just play solid a couple of times being up a piece of Angel Lopez from New York. Angel, I think we uh, practiced. Um, I think he beat me once. Right. And I know he's a good blitz player, like on, uh, but I think I would definitely you know, be able to flag him a lot more, and let, he's better and stuff with the mouse. So, before, so he plays on his iPad for for Blitz, and then he plays on. His, um. So that's that's a that's a a uh, uh uh um and he knows he knows some some decent openings probably agree that in terms of positional understanding as well as tactical so that's that's what makes it hardest for him to just won't let you know that right yeah somebody else on here like stuff you're saying about his game Jeff Fazus no probably not yep he doesn't do podcasts he does coaching like coaches or something but if you wanted some like serious coaching, I, I would I would be down to stuff like things. And uh, I know he can when he gets the right positions, he's good. If he attacks and in order to get that, 
play. He plays solid maybe for like 10 moves, maybe 10 moves, like after the first 10 moves or something. But uh, there is an element they're missing that, because you know, some of the system just doesn't work at some point. D wild man, would you played a lot? Yeah, I think like once we, we had you, you won like four, uh, something once, right? Which, uh, well, since you stopped taking, you, uh, I lost a little bit of edge there. Oh, uh, I could help you, you know, and. Listen, bro, this ain't no advertising. I still think you got, like, lots of opening, like, holes and stuff. Like, I've, I've, I've been seeing, like, uh, the way you're playing certain squares. So, this is you, like, uh, makes or, like, release. I've seen you, a lot of times, you initiate the trade instead of, like, shouldn't have made that trade a long time. Um, like, there's these do that and then you build even more uh, I've seen you like for, like go for go options and stuff but um so as far as like overall I would say I would say you're still definitely like you definitely improved a bit and I, I've uh if you're playing seems like you're changing it up Now let's 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 get back to this. But I know for a fact you and Gopal over the board. Who you think would that's more easier to make what happen? Make happen. You and like talking about how you're really, really like that. It's like you know, don't lose any of that for me. So I, I really think he, he wants a match. So uh to I think it's gets in touch I mean just a little heads up Gopal like I don't think we've ever actually played a game maybe once in the ICC like a long time ago where I didn't know his name or something but uh past I know he's I know he's like 3000 level like blitz on ICF comma and so against other people we, we size up like pretty well but I think actually with be hindered to me because like his instantly like doing like the same kinds of moves built to anticipate and I would pick up on develop my games around it and just like harder for me to anticipate do the same thing I'm doing but on top of that you know super uh, be like scram because I can do that if I if I don't lose time on free moves and stuff. Yeah. Had you tamed, uh, you got I played so many times, it's just like, uh, it's almost like I've been at a huge disadvantage because of the, the mouse and the Wi-Fi. Now, now that I actually have, it's going to be curtains for him. So let me, let me get, let me ask you a question. You play Andrew Tang, and let's say, I'm just going to be, okay. Yeah, well, let's, 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 Pull, you know what I'm saying? The upset of this. Who's next? Uh, I mean, Nakamura's the only one on top of that. The the next one after that. Um, Narditsky, I've already beat or something. But I only just all the time. Um, so you got Nakamura's beat me three to one, like in like uh, almost always. So like it's around like 250 or no, like almost five to one actually. Like, I mean, uh, okay, but let, in terms of games. Okay, we break it down this in chess. Chess, you got an open, you got a middle game. What's your tank and you beat Nakamura? What's your end game after this? What do you accomplish if you beat them two and matches online? What do you accomplish financially, uh, getting your name out there? What is your end game goal with all of this stuff? That's that's what I'm trying to do. I, I, I don't know. I, I would just want to keep going. Like, I, I would still want to keep playing the matches and stuff until they've until they're done with me, I guess. I don't know. Until I'm done with them. I mean, 
But see, you ain't got you 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 great, but you ain't got an end game. Okay, you beat Tang, you beat Nakamura, you get the hype, you get the buzz. Then what? What's your end game? That's, I think that is the that's end game. Is just about. like keep keep doing it and keep playing them because that that that's that's really like consistency is just playing. I think if you beat Tang, you beat Nakamura in a blitz match, you're gonna be like a U.S. underground blitz legend, all that other stuff. Hype, your name gonna be buzzing. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be like Gucci Man in Detroit, Ofo, Drake when he first came out. You're going to be hot as fish grease. What you do next? That, that's what for the I'm next match. About. I mean, that's that's what that's that's what the champions do. They just But what about there's no what what about there is nobody? There, there's always there's always someone. Unless unless there's a the end, the end of the world, which might actually happen. So. Besides that, I, I I know you're a DJ. Talk about your DJ. I used to I, I used to like actually study like uh, mixes and stuff, but I I've always kind of worked just through YouTube and stuff, just because. Um, so I, I I wanted to I wanted to just be a, a DJ for like streaming and stuff. That, that was that was actually the only method of like DJing that I wanted to do. But since the streaming world kind of kicked me out with Chess Bay and stuff, that that was that was the that was a problem for actually like getting my streams out there. But I, I, I love, I love like creating playlists and stuff. Like I have like three, like four or five playlists I have right now that I'm adding to constantly all the time. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Who is your favorite? My favorite rapper? Uh, Tupac, obviously. Come on, man. Everybody. See, that's, that. no, I'm not giving it. Cause everybody just said, who's your favorite rapper right now? Shakur, I mean, that's that's the only. No, no, no. You gotta in these days, not nobody to see. Okay. On a wheelchair. Well, exactly. I mean, yeah, he's his music still speaks, but yeah. Um. So Shylin is like my favorite uh, Christian rapper. Uh, I listen to like tons of his, like almost all of his stuff. See, see, I see. I learned something new because I've never heard of it. Shylin is a S H A I L I double N E. He, yeah, he's got like the best like rap in terms of like, uh, you know, straight from the Bible. Like all these are actual scriptures, and he just like mix them together and just like in a perfect lyrical way and stuff. I'm like, man, that that's awesome. So I've never, I've never heard like such, you know, theology and like actual like. Uh, you know, stake and stuff for the, the believer with his his work. <clears throat> See, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to get folks to know Steve outside of chess. Like, what are your hobbies? Do you like playing basketball, football? Let the world know outside of chess. We know you that guy. What do you like to do? This is your, you know what I'm saying? What is your favorite football team, basketball team? I know you're at the Portland Trailblazers fan. Yeah, I, I used to, to follow them a little bit. Um, and I have, a, I have a close friend that like goes to like almost all of their games or something like that, or tries to like go to like lots of their basketball games and always talks about the Blazers. Do you like blinds? Do you like brunettes? Um, so first thing would be like you know my relationship with God is like my number one still. Like uh, since since March, since like the like the day after my birthday or something like uh, in March, uh, like God kind of revealed Himself to me again in like in a kind of a big way and just like I felt like all the you know the presence of god and the spirit and the peace love and joy like those things you can't really explain but you know it when you feel it you know like peace like so many people are just like looking for peace everywhere and like anything but it's only from the one who made peace which is god and uh love like to actually feel that and joy joy is like you know huge like i can't express like how much joy i've had like even in worship like how am i supposed to get joy when you know, I'm supposed to be giving it to God, so it's 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 amazing that those are those are the three things. So the, that's 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 like everything about me. Like first of all, and second of all, I, I struggle with like uh, you know keep, keeping consistent with like my relationship still still with like praying and reading His Word is is a struggle. Um, with and also like playing chess, you know, too much. Um, and. Uh, I like playing this game online called Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront 2. It's uh came out like in 2007 or something or 2017 I mean. 
So um, it's it's super cool, and they, they've 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 been constantly like working on it for a couple of years, and I think finally it's like really really good right now. Um, so I, I love playing uh, that game. I like, I like to be Yoda a lot. Yoda is like one of the best. Anakin is really good. See, this is what people like here. They like to know you outside of chess. Know do you got any personality? See, this now we're getting somewhere with this. Because uh, we know you that guy in chess. See, this, this, yeah, I've watched this like every way. Star Wars episode probably like, you know, 50 times in my life or something. Okay, let me ask you a question. Star Wars I've never Star watched it, like a Star Trek, except for like the new movies or something. Like there was like a couple new movies with Star Trek that I watched, but I, 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 it doesn't even compare to Star Wars. I mean, who would ever like... <laughs> throw out like you know weird galaxy stuff like star trek for the force you know the force is like is like a idea of like god and like you know evil and good and stuff so that's that's the world you, know. you, you watch dragon ball z you and the anime i wasn't uh, allowed to anime? watch it as a kid so you know ever since then i wasn't i wasn't able to even get into it really but I, if i if i try to get into it now it'd be like trying to go back to a childhood or something which would be harder one GM that you would love to play, deceased or alive? Uh, probably Aronian because I mean, I've, I've already played Carlson, I've already played Nakamura, I've already played Carwana, um, and Ludgrov and whoever else. But Aronian, I don't think I've ever played because he doesn't play online really. And and I would want to play him in three plus two blitz or five plus two, but probably I want to like a death, like actually a death match. Yeah, I would want a death match with Aronian. Um, he I think he beat Carwana in their death match. Yeah. And uh and he's kind of like a dark horse for me. Like I've never actually like understood his game in some ways. Because he's always kind of like changing it a little bit or like very aggressive or creative. But like his appearance and, and most of all like his personality is is so humble a lot of times where he just like enjoys the, another person behind, like you know, across the board from him, and so I would I would be able to feel that welcomingness as well, and I, that would that might like throw me off in terms of like trying to beat him, but I mean I definitely would want like a good match, and I, and I, we we met and stuff, but uh, I still have never really been entirely impressed with this game too, which is maybe like something interesting for me. Let me ask you, who you think? Uh, just being in the NBA and all that stuff, like of all the New York players, the Sean Martinez, the LaMille Max, the, all of them, who you think would give you the best challenge out of all of them? Because we all know New York is the best. Yakov, yeah. Um, Yakov, is he really New York? I thought, I thought he was, I thought he's New York, but I'm, I'm not, I really don't know. Maybe he's Philly, sorry. I know you played like at Washington Square a lot, so that's why I thought New York. Okay. okay. Or you played the Marshall as well. As well. Thinking about. So basically, what I'm taking you is you you want Andrew Tang. You want so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put this podcast on blast every social media blast. Andrew Tang, my boy Stephen Farmville, he said he wants that smoke, right? If y'all play 21 games, give me the score to the match. Because I know you're going to say you're going to win. Which you it's, think the score is going to be? 1-0 or, or Hyperbola or both? Or what's what's the what's the time control? Uh, Whatever you want it to whatever be. Whatever I want it to be. Um, I would choose, you know, when, when I get my mouse, I would choose probably 11 games <laughs> of Hyperbola and 10 games of 1-0. One, one oh. And I think I think the score, you know, if I'm trying to win the match, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that my score is going to be higher. So, you know, just a heads up. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say the score is 21 games. I'll win 12. He wins nine. Okay. That's that. I, I, you know what? Even though you're not going to be a favorite, I could kind of, if you were to win, I could kind of see that because that's, that's still close. That's, you know, you probably winning two close games that was 50 50 and you still so I, yeah, I, 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 I want to win like seven that. games in or you know like maybe six six or seven games in the one of portion and then you know be able to take it to the 32nd uh with 
you know, that edge and then be able to just win five or something. Okay. Okay. Now, before I let you go, you know, I got to ask you about my dog, the two Shetty. The I am from uh, Michigan. What you think about this guy? He's a, he's a good player for sure. Um, I think he's better, much better blitz player than he is bullet in my opinion. Um, relatively. But uh, if we were playing, I mean, um, but in terms of like facing other people, he might be around the same uh, like level for himself. Um, okay, this is this. I mean, because that's the question. When it comes to, let me ask you a question. You are better. You say you're better in bullet, right? Minute to minute. Right? Yeah, then, then my blood skills. Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you a question. When it comes to bullet, minute to minute, do you think you're one of the best players? In the world, not the United States, the world. Yeah, I would say I'm in the top like 50 for sure. In the world. Yeah. And okay. top 10 leeches right now. I think I'm number five, or maybe number six, because Jokalko got like five points ahead of me right recently. But um, that mm-hmm. still might be like a little bit. Uh, uh, what's the word? Um, uh, anyways, it's, it's maybe not entirely like correct because um, my mouse right now, if I was playing like Raven and stuff, this mouse is, still has like a tiny, tiny bit of trouble with like uh, the movements and uh, clicking. I think I've used it for like two years and really like exercised it. It's got like wires and stuff that's uh, act like short circuiting kind of a little bit. But it, it's really good. It's, it's a G402, but. Um, it doesn't work like a hundred percent, you know. So I need I need a new one, and the G five hundred two is like fifty dollar one. That's like the best out there right now. My brother has it, and I need I need that one if I'm gonna be like the best ball player. Okay. Well, it's been good out here. I mean, been good kicking it with you. Uh, before I let you go, we got the bullet arena tonight. Let everybody know what you're going to do. I still think y'all on some bull crap, dumping them points and all that other stuff, which ain't fair, but that's the game. But I'm going to give the floor to you. If it's anything you want to tell the world, the floor is yours. Close us out, Steve. Um, yeah, I mean, just uh, play, have fun. And I would I would say, um, yeah, try to try to get better and take lessons with me. And I think that that's, uh, that's my closer. Because I, I think I can really help a lot of people like that uh, need need help, you know, just especially in opening theory. And a lot of people, that's that's like their number one problem, I think. And that's how I beat, beat everybody normally is just like getting some opening stuff that they don't know. And then, yeah, so that, that's how I that's how I do things. All right, I'm going to close this out. This is your boy, Derek E. Wild, man. I'm on this podcast with my coach, even though he out, you know, put me on blast because I ain't been taking lessons with him. But because uh, I've been working. But it was it was good to have you on here. I'm glad you. Uh... Okay, one question. I just, before I let you go, you got to ask this question, right? Magnus Carlson, right? Yeah, we played a couple of games. No, listen, listen, because. I run the group. Me and my boys run the group. So I Detroit chess killers. You're 2,400 or 2,300 feet at, right? Can Magnus spot you a knight and a bishop and three minute blitz and win the game? Bro. <laughs> no, dude. Uh, first, first of all, like, I berserked him in a one minute game. Like, you know, there's, I, and I almost flagged him by like one second. Like, he, by one second, he, he barely made it to me before he got flagged. So I, I gave him 30 seconds to a minute odds, and I almost flagged him. Like, that's that's where I am with Magnus. And I'm just saying, because we, we had an argument that my one of my homeboys said, he's 2,000, he said, no GM can spot him a piece in three minutes, and he's 2,000, 2,100. Oh, well, 2,000 guy that I don't know, I'm sure Magnus could do it. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm just letting you know. So I was like, let, let me. I would, I would say, I would say he still has like, if we're playing, you know, straight up, like three, three minute games, 
if we're playing 10 games or something, I would say he would still beat me like seven games or something. Just just because of, uh, you know, but, you know, to win like three is maybe still an accomplishment for me or something. So, I mean, I, but I would, I would want to win more, obviously. And uh, okay. I, I think, I think it's mainly just stylistically. Like I might, I might match up against Nakamura like much better stylistically because he lets me get the stuff that I want. You know, he gives me the good positions and then he just tries to flag me at the end of it, you know? But with Magnus, he actually wants to outplay me like throughout the whole game. And then, you know, we actually might be getting to like some deep theoretical battles with me as black, like having some disadvantages more than with white stuff. So like having to like break through his solid stuff with white or something would be like a big thing. And having to defend with black would be the main issues. Okay, cool. Well, Steve, it was good having you on here. I'm going to bring you back on here. Bring me back to Earth. <laughs> yeah. I want I want I want, I want to bring you back on here for a part okay, two. I but I want to bring I'm gonna bring you on here with uh another chess player uh who's kinda strong and maybe we could uh hype this this kind of strong or kinda right? weak if you know what I mean. Yes, sir. So this is Derek D. Wildman from Detroit Chess Killers Podcast. I always got a special